We're going to do something a little different here. We're going to go to the book of Psalms is where we're going to start today. So we'll start there and maybe in there today, depending. We'll see what happens. I uh, kind of had some things lined up and about two in the morning, I had a visit with the Lord about something. And let's just say my notes got flipped. It happens once in a while. That's all right. He's boss. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. How many know that, uh, you know, the resurrection changed everything? It really did. It changed everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Literally changed the whole course of history even. Amen. It made its mark on all eternity. Amen. And that's so, it's just a, such a cool thing about it. Amen. The word says this in Psalms 118, and I'm going to start in like verse 21, read a few verses here. It says, I will praise you for you have answered me, or literally means you've heard me. All right. So you, I will praise you for you have answered or heard me and have become my salvation, my deliverance, my victory. Praise God. The word salvation here, uh, you know, in the, in the Greek, um, it's a word that uh, is soteria, the word saved, which is really the same, same word in a sense, just used in a different, different way in a sentence, and it's the word sozo. But the word here in the Hebrew is the word Yeshua, which means total deliverance. And of course, Jesus is referred to as Yeshua. Amen. Joshua himself, that, actually the word Joshua is pronounced Yeshua uh, in Hebrew. And uh, so, but it means deliverance of all kind. Amen. True deliverance, health, wholeness, prosperity, a breakthrough. Amen. Deliverance in every area of your life. Amen. And He is our deliverance. He is our salvation. Praise God. And then it says this, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Who is it talking about here? Talking about Jesus. Most, most believers know that when they've had a little bit of Bible uh, teaching, you know, they understand that. Uh, Jesus himself refers to him as that, as that stone that's been rejected by the builders. Uh, we see it in Matthew, we see it in Mark, we see it in, in Luke. Also, uh, Paul refers to it in Ephesians 2, and Peter refers to it in 1 Peter 2, about him being the stone that was rejected by the builders, yet becomes the chief cornerstone. Praise God. He goes on to say in verse uh, 23, this was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. We will rejoice. I, I think it's worthy of getting excited about it. Come on, right? We will rejoice. Amen. Let's just try it out. We will rejoice. Come on, right? And what? Be glad in it. Praise God. The word glad, gladness, is referring to really a sense of uh, uh, gratitude, being grateful. Praise God. Rejoicing against. Talking about really uh, being overcome with excitement, uh, with energy, and, and uh, you know, a sense of uh, praise and worship. Praise God. So it says here, this is the day. Now, a lot of times we read this. And, uh, you know, we've heard it, you know, we sing a song, this is the day, this is the day. We've all, you know, heard that song and, you know, uh, we think, you know, well, this is the day, today's the day. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is. I mean, praise God. Look at your neighbor say, today is a good day. But how many know that really in context, he's talking about, it's a prophecy, it's a word 
of prophecy about the Messiah coming and a price being paid. And the day that he's really talking about, amen, is the day, amen, when the price is paid and everything's different. Amen. So, you know, uh, in a sense, it's, uh, you know, when you look up this word day, it refers to a, uh, uh, you know, it could refer to everything from, a, uh, you know, a morning to evening type thing. But it really kind of brings out, uh, you know, in, in the uh, uh, definition more about a time frame. Amen. And so in context, he's talking about when the Messiah comes, amen, and pays a price for all mankind and then is resurrected, and as a result of it, everything's different from there on out. Life as you know it is different. And so this is the day he's really talking about. So I mean, in all honesty, amen, we can still say this is the day. Why? Because we're in that time frame, amen, of a new covenant based on what Christ has done for you and for me, praise God. But it says here that we're called to rejoice and be glad in it. Now, I'm just going to kind of toss this out here uh, before I move on here, and that is it. You know, God did his part. Now he's waiting for you to do your part. His part was, amen, send his son, amen, amen, for all mankind, a price being paid, amen, everything confirmed and ratified by a resurrection, praise God. Now, our part is to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Amen. We're called to rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. That's our part. We're called, amen, to be excited about it. And we're called, praise God, to be thankful and grateful for it. Praise God. Amen. And I'm going to bring that up here. I'm going to kind of shift gears a couple times in the middle of this today. But that's something that's going to come up uh, before we close here today. Amen. About the importance of rejoicing and being glad in it. Praise God. But let's talk a little bit more about this day. Amen. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 4, please. The book of Acts in chapter 4, I'm so glad that on that day that Jesus put his foot on the devil's neck. Aren't you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to Acts chapter 4, and we're going to talk, uh, we're going to bring up something that that Peter uh, in one of his messages uh, is talking. He said here in verse, uh, let's see, for sake of time, verse 8 of chapter 4, says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Now, of course, he's talking. That's who he's talking to. All right. Uh, it says, If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means uh, he has been made well. In other words, what happened in context, chapter 3, chapter 4, both uh, talking about uh, when John and, and Peter went to the gate, beautiful, amen, going to the temple to worship God, and there's a man that's crippled there. The word says that he'd been crippled his whole life. He was born that way, and here he is begging for alms at the gate, all right? Obviously been doing this for a long time. All right. And so Peter and John walking up and, you know, Peter, obviously being moved by the spirit of God, uh, began to uh, minister to the man. And he said, listen, I, I'm not here to give you any silver or gold or put something in your, your, your pouch there. What I want to do for you is something different. I want to minister to you. Amen. And he said, in the name of the Lord, rise up and, and walk. Praise God. How he ministered to him and the man received a miracle. How many know that's a good day? That's a good day. Amen. The point is, is the apple cart got upset. 
How many know when Jesus comes on the scene, that's usually what happens? Come on, somebody. Amen. Now, you and me will look at things and say, well, that's a wonderful thing. And, and it is a wonderful thing. But for some people, it upset the apple cart or the turnip cart, turnip truck. Okay, that works. Hallelujah. But the point is this, amen, people got upset about it. And you think, why would they get upset about somebody getting healed? It seems kind of silly to me, but people do. People get weirded out about stuff. Am I right? Trudy made mention earlier that, you know, the days that we're in right now are pretty whacked out. They are, you know. You know, Isaiah talked about them days that they're going to call what's good bad and what's bad good. And we're seeing it everywhere, you know. But every time Jesus shows up, it flips everything upside down. Amen. And not everybody is accepting of it. Now, the guy that got delivered was pretty okay with it. Have you ever been delivered of anything? Have you ever been, you know, set free from something? Have you ever been healed? Have you ever had a breakthrough in any area of your life? Have you ever had that, that so-called monkey that had you, you know, had you, your head in a headlock, uh, getting whacked off and knocked off, praise God. You ever had, amen, time where depression left, uh, where, uh, you know, maybe just some kind of striving or contention at home ceased, praise God. The family set free, the kid turned around, the marriage turned around. Have you ever had anything like that happen? Yes. And how many know when that happens, you're okay with it? Now, maybe everybody wasn't, but you were okay with it. And this young man was okay with this. He didn't have a problem with it. So he began to praise and dance and, and let it be known, and everybody recognized that this is the young man uh, that was uh, sitting, uh, that always begged for alms at the gate. And now everything's different. Well, that's what happens. That's what happens when Jesus shows up. That's what happens when resurrection power shows up. Everything changes. Everything gets different. Everything is made new. In fact, I was thinking, uh, I wrote this down. The, uh, the word um, resurrection means the bringing back to life, which most people, you know, see that. It means a rising up again, a resurgence, a reviving, a recovery, praise God, a reversal of something. Hallelujah. It means a restoring, a restart, a rebirth, a rejuvenate, revitalize, re-energize, a bunch of re-words. Anytime resurrection power shows up, things get made different, praise God. So anyway, this young man gets pulled before, uh, you know, the religious leaders and uh, the leaders of that community, and, and they're trying to figure out what, and next thing you know, they're upset at at Paul and, or, or pardon me, at uh, Peter and at uh, John for uh, how dare you upset the apple cart? So we want you to shut up, not say any more about it. Have you ever heard that before? Well, I mean, know that Peter and John weren't going to be in agreement with that. I'm sorry. That ain't how it works. Amen. Look at your neighbors. That ain't how it works. I'm trying to go somewhere with this, okay? So I hope, you, hope you're going to grab this, all right? Hallelujah. How many know you need to talk about it? You can't just shut up. You know, the world wants you to shut up about it. 
The world wants you just to, you know, you know, just be happy on the inside. We don't want to hear any happiness of this Jesus stuff going on the outside. Let's just be happy in your heart. Well, how many know if it's in your heart in abundance, it should be coming out your mouth. Look at your neighbor and say, we got something to talk about. Amen. Well, Peter and John had something to talk about, praise God. Amen. And they, uh, you know, they didn't like that, so they jailed them, put them in jail. Somebody says, well, I don't think I'd like that. Well, I don't think it bothered them any. I guess they kind of looked at it where, you know, at least I'm being jailed for doing something good. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Come on now. Hallelujah. I've been jailed for doing bad stuff. Yeah. Just a few days ago. No, no, no. It's been a lot of years ago. A lot of years ago. Amen. But I've been jailed for doing bad things and things I should have been jailed for. Come on. I have yet to be jailed for doing something good. Hallelujah. But we're in a day and an hour. It's possible. Come on, somebody. It's possible. Now, I'm not trying to depress you. Get you all worried. Amen. Going to have to. Yeah, I'll leave that alone. But anyway, the point is this, praise God. We ain't going to shut up. We're not going to stop. So what's happening here, you get back into chapter 4, and, and now Peter, you know, they're trying to get him to just hush up, not talk about it anymore. And he just says, listen, that ain't going to happen. Amen. He said, you're going you're gonna to be upset, and you're going to judge me for a good deed done? For a good deed done? To help a helpless man, somebody that needed help? By what means, it says here, he has uh, been made well. He's been made well. He's no longer crippled. He's well. Sounds like a good thing. He goes on to say, let it be known to you all. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. Now get this, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man stands here before you whole. Let's say it again, because there's something being said here. Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man stands here because of that resurrection power, because of that new covenant. Come on, somebody. Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead by him, by this one, this man stands here before you whole. Said this, this, this is the stone. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders. Now again, this is a quote out of Psalms there. But he's making it real clear. Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, which has become now literally the chief cornerstone of everything. Because of what he's done, it now everything else comes off of that. It's the chief cornerstone. Everything comes off of that now. You rejected him, but he has become the chief cornerstone. Everything that we believe and trust in, everything that we move forward in is based on the chief cornerstone. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changing. 
Come on, somebody. What he did yesterday, he's doing today. He hasn't stopped. He isn't going to stop. So I think it's a good day to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Verse 12, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's that word, salvation and saved. Said it earlier, the word salvation, soteria, S-O-T-E-R-I-A is the Greek word. Again, it means total deliverance. Amen. The word saved, uh, because the way it's used in a word, it's really the same word, but yet it's the word sozo. Okay, again, meaning total deliverance, health, preservation, amen, uh, prosperity, success. All of that's wrapped up in that word. When you got born again, when you got saved, what we a lot of times refer to as being saved, the tip of the iceberg was the fact that you got born again. It got you in the kingdom. It got you in the family. It got you in that, you know, as a part of that covenant based on what Christ has done, the price that was paid for you. Amen. It got you in. But how many know that is not where it stopped? Are you with me? You didn't just get fire insurance. That you're no longer hell bound, but now you're heaven bound. Now that's a wonderful thing to have is fire insurance. We're not down in it. It's a wonderful thing to know that I'm no longer hell bound, but I'm heaven bound. But the thing we need to know that based on what Christ has done goes beyond just a born again experience. It's about bringing health. It's about bringing wholeness. It's about driving back darkness. Driving back anything that the enemy would try to put on you, your household, your kids, your wife, your husband, your, your, your family in any way, shape, or form. Put on your community. Put into your nation. We can go on and on and on here. There was a price paid that goes beyond just a born-again experience. Now look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. Amen. But Jesus also in that same, uh, same chapter of John 3, he brings out, amen, that it's a must that the Christ, amen, he's talking of himself, that I be raised up or lifted up, that a price be paid. Everybody say a must. A must. Amen. Jesus also brought out, uh, would be, let's see if I got it in reference here or not. I want to make sure I give you, I think it's in Luke, Luke 24. He said it was necessary even that the Christ, talking about himself, amen, would pay a price, die, and be raised again. It was necessary. You know, the boys had a problem with it. Talking about the posse, the apostles. Well, at the time, referred to as disciples. But they had a problem with this. They thought, kept thinking, he's talking this, and they couldn't grab it. They didn't understand it. Because Jesus, multiple times, would let it be known it's going to be necessary 
referred to himself as the son of man, would have to pay a price. In order for this to be like it's supposed to, in order for it to be the day that it's called to be, a price has to be paid for all mankind. So a price has to be paid. There has to be one lifted up, talking about the cross. There has to be one that dies and then raised again for this price to be paid. Now, I'm stressing on this today because the point I'm trying to make is it's not just about so you receive him and go, okay, now I'm saved and move on with life as business as usual. It starts with a born-again experience. If you've never been born again, let's get born again. Let's receive Jesus into your life. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's get that done. But we have to understand that it goes beyond just a born-again experience. He wants, to, he wants to tap into your life and change what needs changed. To heal what needs healed. To deliver you from whatever it is you need delivered from. To give you the answers you need for whatever question you may have. To give you the solution from any problem that you may have. To bring wholeness in your marriage, wholeness in your family. This is the day woo, that we rejoice and we're going to be glad about. Come on now. This is what it's about. Amen. Go with me, if you will, to, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. And we're going to go, let's see, I'm going to go like, to, I'll just start with verse 1. Why not? It says, now after the Sabbath, as the, first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, uh, what a way, huh? And who are you? Oh, I'm the other Mary. Anyway, anyway, okay, whatever. Uh, anyway, they came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel, or for then an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on that, on that rock, see, on that stone. And his countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him. You can remember there were some guards there keeping watch. And said, and they became like dead men. Now, they weren't dead, but they became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he has said. He is risen as he has said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. And then it said this, and go quickly and tell. Look at your neighbor and say, go quickly and tell. Go quickly and tell. Amen. The word quickly, uh, let's just give a little word study. It means without delay. Makes sense, right? Go quickly, without delay. Amen. It means in short order. Swiftly, speedily, promptly, rapidly, hastily, amen, high speed, chop, chop, on the double, double time, like a blaze, like a wildfire. 
Somebody says, what's that have to do with it? A lot. Because sometimes we don't go quickly and tell. And what happens, it loses its punch. The word came to me, oomph. It loses its oomph. I couldn't find the word. So I thought, well, maybe that's just a made-up word. Then I was found out I was spelling it wrong. So for those that want to know what umph smelled like, it's two O's, M-P-H. Umph. It's a word. And what happens is when you don't go quickly and tell, if you don't get yourself, amen, stirred up and excited, rejoice and be glad about things, it loses its punch. It loses its umph. It loses its strength. And sometimes this is what happens with the church. God's doing great things. God's doing glorious things. And we don't talk about it enough. Now listen, it ain't just that we have to talk about it behind a pulpit. We got to talk about it at home. We got to talk about it at work. We got to talk about what great things the Lord has done. Amen. You know how people get healed? By praying for them. Just getting in agreement with his word, pray over somebody, and God will heal somebody. God will bring deliverance, praise God. But you got to be willing to do that. You got to be willing to talk about that. Somebody said, well, you just don't know where I work. Well, maybe if you talk about it more, maybe we might see some other things happen. Anybody hear me? Rejoice and be glad about it. Amen. Let me ask the question again. Have you ever been set free from something? Have you ever had a breakthrough of any sort? Has God ever provided when, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen? What's going to happen? And next thing you know, the need's met. Anybody ever had that happen? All two of you. Wow. Hey, anybody ever had that happen? Thank you. Have you ever been healed of anything? Have you ever had something happen in your physical body? Amen. Be, just because you prayed or somebody prayed with you, and all of a sudden, something was different. See, this is the day. Rejoice and be glad about it. We got to talk it more. See, he's telling them, listen, go tell everybody. Go tell the boys what's going on here. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the tomb. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee where you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly. How many know that's good obedience right there? Pow. They went out quickly. Quickly. Did I ever tell you what quickly means? Without delay. In short order. Speedily, swiftly, promptly, rapidly, hastily, high speed, chop, chop on the double, double dive. Like a blaze, like wildfire. So they went out quickly from the tomb. And it said here with fear and great joy. And I'm going to get to that in just a second. And ran to bring his disciples word. Verse 9. And as they went to tell, going to announce and report it, his disciples, amen, as he went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. Now, do you think, I don't know, I just had this, you think Jesus said, yo, what up? Yeah, I'm awake, I'm alive. 
When he said rejoice, I think he meant rejoice. Amen. Because the price has been paid. It's been done. That's right. This is the day. This is the day. This is what the prophets talked about. This is the day. I was the stone that was rejected, but yet I've been raised up. Come on, somebody. I'm the chief cornerstone. Amen. What I told you is happening. What I said could happen is happening. Praise God. What I said could be done will be done. What I prophesied about is manifesting. This is the day. Hallelujah. Rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So the word says they came and they held him by uh, by the feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell. You ever notice he's always telling everybody to go and tell? Remember the the man of the Gadarene, the, the, in the caves at the Gadarene? And remember he, he was demon possessed. And the, and, uh, the word said uh, the name of that uh, demon was Legion for we are many. Remember that whole c- scenario? Up in the tombs, cutting himself. Chains couldn't hold him. Come on, somebody. Jesus comes along, delivers the man. Come on now. Delivers the man. He gets set free. It's time to head to where he's got to head. And the young man, now that he's, you know, the word said he's now delivered. He's now clothed and in his right mind. Praise God. He said, I'd like to, can I go with you there? And he says, no, what you need to do is go and tell. Go and tell. We need to talk about it more. Go and tell. It says, what great things the Lord has done for you. Go and tell. The great commission. huh? The great commission is about go and tell. Amen. Go and tell. What do you tell? Uh, you, you know, God loves you and you must be saved. Well, that's, that's a start. But he wants to do more than just a born-again experience. He wants to bring healing and wholeness. He wants to bring deliverance. He wants to bring, praise God, he wants every need met. God wants to show himself strong. Go and tell. Amen. There's just something about going and telling. There's something about talking it. You know, years ago, um, working in a mill, and, uh, you know, I was at the time, I think I was just involved in some youth ministry stuff. So this is a lot of years ago. And, and I just, I couldn't help but talk about it. And I, you know, yeah, you know, I was pretty young and, and, and green and, and, uh, you know, I was dumb as a stump in some things and, and, uh, didn't know a whole lot of spiritual things. And so, uh, you know, I, I learned something cool, something neat in the word. I thought that's the coolest thing ever. I got to tell somebody about this. And you just start talking. And you know as well as I do, not everybody goes, Woo! Way to go! That's awesome! Somebody says, well, then why do you say it? Because it needs to be said. So we talk about how God delivers and God sets the captives free. God wants to do great things in your life. And a lot of them go, whoa, dude, you're kind of over the edge, man. You know, until everybody else left. And all of a sudden, there's a problem. And they go, I remember one gentleman, I used to work in a, literally was a cage. No, really it was, it was a cage. 
working the machine because of a, it, it spit wood parts and stuff and and a big shaper machine. And so I'm in this cage and they put me in there. So if anybody gets hurt, it's just me. I hear the truth. And so all of a sudden one day I'm running my part and I turn around and there's a guy that slid into my cage. Literally like this. He's standing up against my locker. I'm like, he's one of the guys that always mocked me. And I'm thinking, yeah. Um, I need some help. I would say so. No, uh, I'm having problems at home with my marriage. Can Jesus help me? Yes, he can. So we begin to talk about how God can deliver and God can save a marriage. And it, somehow it led to, have you received him yet? Well, no. Let's get that done. Right here, right here, right now. Right? So a man gets saved. He goes on. He, he, this guy, unlo- he, he, gets, he turns into this uh, Roscoe Pico. Never saw nothing like it. I still haven't seen anything like it. I've seen a lot of crazy things. I say, I talk about Jesus, go, let's go tell somebody else. This is going to be fun. Listen, it wasn't long late. It wasn't long after that. Listen, if you don't go and tell, how are they going to know? This is the day. This is the day. That's why we rejoice. That's why we get excited about it. That's why we tell people about it. Amen. This is the day. Rejoice and be glad. Be thankful. Be grateful. Man, talk about when God, you know, brought healing and wholeness and breakthroughs. You got to talk these things. People need to hear it. Your kids need to hear it. Your family members need to hear it. Your work uh, pe- uh, partners and people out there need to hear this. Amen. No word returns void. At first you may think nobody's hearing it. I'm telling you, they'll hear it. Wasn't long. And another gentleman comes. So at this time, I'm running a machine over here. I think I was... Uh, Drilling holes for a, for boring holes for in a style wood style for doors and drilling holes and this all of a sudden he comes out and goes Jerry we need to pray I'm looking I'm thinking dude that is so not your words <laughs> and what happened his wife wrecked the Porsche got uh, got t-boned on a major intersection in Bend. A guy ran a stop, uh, the stoplight, and T-boned her. So the car got flipped upside down, laying in the middle of the road. And so he got the word, got the call, and instead of running out, listen, instead of running out to his car, he turned around, ran in. 
further into the mill to find the guy that talks about God healing and delivering. But how are they going to know? Listen, it ain't, it ain't about some arrogant, prideful, nose-in-the-air kind of... It's about, we, we know the one. Go and tell. Rejoice and be glad in it. So we prayed out loud. God, hallelujah, deliver his wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, make this thing right. Guess what? Who'd have thought? God delivered his wife. Amen. And the two of them made Jesus Lord of their life. Can I hear a big amen? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. One day running the bandsaw. Major bandsaw, it's huge. One of those massive ones. Feeding parts through. All of a sudden, somebody comes up, pops right in front of me on the other side of the bandsaw. I need prayer. It was a female. She came, need prayer. My sister's in the hospital. In a coma. They don't know what it is. They say she's going to die. Need prayer. How'd she know that? Well, then we better pray. So, reached my hands across, that bandsaw blade's going right here. <laughs> Serious. Grab this, and she grabbed my hand. She's on the other side of the bandsaw, blade, everything's running. We commanded her to rise up whole and be delivered from whatever it is. She runs back, calls her mom. She says, the weirdest thing ever. Your sister just sat up in the bed. You don't think people are going to talk? They talk. But if you don't, if you don't share it, if you don't talk about it, if you, if you don't even stop at least long enough to give God thanks for what he's doing, Listen, God is still, still delivering, still healing. He's still working, still setting captives free. Am I boring you? This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. Yes, it is. It is the day. We might as well rejoice. And we might as well be glad in it. We might as well give praise. Hallelujah. We might as well give honor. This is the day. Hallelujah. This is the day. Hallelujah. Whew. Have you ever been set free? From anything. Have you ever had God show himself strong in any way? I mean, see, if we don't talk about it, it loses its umph. And then pretty soon, somehow or another, in our head, 
we try to, you know, water it down. Instead of talking about it, instead of being thankful about it. (sighs) Great joy. Hallelujah. They went out and said, when great joy, the verse verse 8, I think, in that chapter. Hallelujah. Uh, This came to me, but Psalms 51, verse 12, says this, Restore unto me, right, the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit or your breath. That word spirit means breath, remember now. We've kind of been talking about that over the last several weeks. But if you recall, Psalms 51 is a psalm of repentance by David because of what David had done. The whole affair he had with Bathsheba and then having her husband killed, nothing shy of murder. And then he's called out on the carpet by the prophet. And David writes this psalm. Of course, he had a, you know, he obviously repented. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Now listen, I haven't changed what we're talking about. Have you ever made a mistake? That was weak. Look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm. I know. We've all made mistakes. We've all done things we shouldn't have. Now, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you've done these kind of things. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know. But we're talking about a man that committed adultery and then committed murder. Gets called out by the prophet and repents, and he's still referred to as the man after God's own heart. But it says this. Uh, earlier, but you know, we all know the you know, creating me a clean heart, oh God, renew a right or a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast away your presence. Do not take away your Holy Spirit. We all, we all, a lot of times hang out right there. But it says, restore, turn this thing around. Restore to me. Here we go. The joy of your salvation. I want to have. The excitement, again, of what you're doing in my life and have done. Now you say, well, what, what's the point? Listen to this. What, see, not only do we get excited and grateful and thankful and rejoice just for the sake of rejoicing and having some fun in God, it comes down to this. This is a way to get the devil off your back. And he recognized that I obviously had lost my excitement. We're talking about the guy that danced in his underwear going down Main Street because of the Ark of the Covenant and didn't care what anybody thought, including his own wife. But somewhere along the line, he lost the joy. Why? Because he didn't talk it. And the word was real clear. He started becoming complacent, casual. And pretty soon, carnality and sin, all it all tries to creep in there. See, part of this we're talking about is not just about making sure everybody else hears about it. Part of it is to keep 
keep you walking straight. Keep you uh, in a place where you're always looking up. Because it keeps you walking, in a sense, the straight and narrow. It keeps you, amen, releasing faith for more. We can go on and on about the, about the benefits of rejoicing, about the gratitude, the gladness of heart, the joy of your salvation. Because if anything, if you're at least talking about it, you know, this is, you know, I have found that when you, when you live God loud, when you live God loud, everybody, including the rankest sinner out there, will help you live for God. They always do. Because as soon as you slip up, they go, huh, uh, 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 uh. Mr. Preacher Man, I thought you said you're believing God. You're so right. Why don't you come over here and pray with me? So I get my head right and my heart right and my mouth right. They're like, uh, well, uh, uh, no, come on. Thank you for steering me straight. Let's pray. It's amazing. So you think about David. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Why? Because that's part of what he lost. He lost that. And as a result of it, the enemy slithered in. And the next thing you know, he's doing things he wouldn't normally do. And that's no different than you and me. The scriptures are pretty clear in Revelation uh, 12, verse 11. It says, you overcome the enemy. By the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and loving not our lives even unto death. Right? Now, a lot of times we lose sight of that or kind of misunderstand what's going on, but it's based on what Christ has already done, what Christ is doing, and what Christ will do. So, by the blood of the Lamb, based on the price that was paid, on the word of our testimony, it says, and he's not talking about some testimonial service. He's talking about being open with your mouth to testify, to rejoice, come on, and be glad about what he's doing or has done. You overcome your enemy by talking about it. Well, they don't all like to hear it. They many times don't because sometimes it brings conviction. Sometimes it makes them uncomfortable. You want another mill story? So I worked in a door company. So, you know, there are, you know, all kinds of equipment, machines. And this gentleman was up on this, this platform that was up, you know, ways, feeding wood styles into a machine. And, uh, so he's dropping in wood, and, and he saw me walking by, and he just waved at me and said, hey, you know, I want to talk to you. So I thought, okay, which I thought was unusual, but he wanted to talk to me. So I climbed up and got up there on that platform with him. I said, what's up? He said, man, 
I've had this horrible migraine. Been here for two days. Can't get rid of it. Don't know what it is. I just want to know, would you, would you, you know, would you, you know, when you get a chance, pray for me. And uh, I would like that. I said, okay, give me your hands. He, Whoa, uh, He was like, you know, he wanted me to walk away, go to my cage and pray. <laughs> no, right here in front of God and country, up high, everybody can see it. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I pray the prayer of health and wholeness over him, prayer of faith. Amen. The boy got delivered. Now, I don't know if we just scared it out of him. <laughs> I don't really care. All I know is, I asked, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Went back to work. <laughs> the point is this, you know, how are they going to know? How are they going to know? And you want to keep the devil off your back? Start bragging on God. Start talking about God. Amen. I got one more verse for you, and I'll let you go. You doing okay? Psalms 8, since I kind of was in Psalms. I want to say this. Psalms 8, uh, verse 2. Just Well, let's read verse, well, verse 2. It says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence or still the enemy and the avenger. Okay, the, okay, so we're talking about how you shut your enemy up, how you shut them down. It says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. Now, Jesus used the same thing, used that, that, the reference, and he called it this, out of the mouth of, of, of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. That's how he worded it. Here it says, ordained strength, okay? The New Living, I'm going to go ahead and read this one. It says this, you have taught children and infants to tell of your strength silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. You have taught your children and your infants to tell of your strength. So to me, that kind of made sense. That's what he's talking about. He said they, they couldn't help them. They can't help themselves but talk about how good God is. And as a result of it, it silences the enemy. So again, just another reference that if you want to shut the enemy down in your life, start talking about what God has done and is doing. Brag on God. Talk about how, you know, how blessed you are. Start, amen, start rejoicing in God for all the things he's done. I mean, if anything, we can be glad the fact that we're not going to hell. I can't remember which, uh, which evangelist it was. But he, they were talking about the importance of, of Bible college, teaching you know, students about the Word and about the importance of evangelism and all the different things. And he decided, you know what? What we need to do is get just everybody five minutes in hell, and they'll become really good evangelists. Now, I'm not praying you all... That wasn't going to sound right. But anyway, I'm not praying that that happens for you. Okay? I'm not. But I am saying this. Amen? We ought to be talking more 
about the fact that we are saved. Amen. Amen. That the Spirit of God's on the inside. We've been blood-bought, blood-washed. Amen. Hallelujah. That we're, we're Bible-toting believers, praise God. Not afraid to talk about it. Not ashamed of the gospel. God heals. God delivers. Some of you may say, well, well, I, 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 I have... You know, I need God to move my life right now. Well, I mean, has God ever, that's why I asked you, and I'm asking it, has God ever done anything for you? Then you have something to talk about. Somebody said, well, I, I need a breakthrough now. Well, keep talking it and keep believing, and you'll get your breakthrough. Do you have another thing to brag on God about? But don't hold back because you feel like you're not in the right place to do it. If God has ever done anything for you, then you have something to talk about. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Praise God. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.